You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are your hosts, Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman. 2020, man, am I right? It has just been a crazy year for just about every single human on earth, us included. And today we just wanted to talk about it. Well, not necessarily 2020 specifically, but in a roundabout way, yes. (laughs) Today we are talking about the unexpected those plot twist moments in life that leave your head spinning and your plans ruined. I think we can all relate to that after this year. (laughs) But what if we told you that the unexpected doesn't necessarily mean something bad? Say what? All right, I know, I'm getting ahead of myself. So let's leave that for the actual episode. But today, we're just gonna have a good old-fashioned friend chat talking about this crazy whirlwind of a year and all the curveballs it's thrown at everyone, business owners in particular, and how to not just tolerate the unexpected plot twists, but to harness them to excel, grow, and succeed. Say what again? I know. (laughs) But it is about to be a killer episode. So if you're ready to head into 2021 with a fire under your butt, ready to succeed, keep on listening. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Just to reiterate what Evie said in the intro, 2020, man. Like, I, it, feels, <laughs> it feels like this weird inside joke between like literally every single person on the planet Earth. Like, right? Like, there's never been anything that has happened That's true. I mean, maybe an entire country could relate, but something that literally every single person on earth can relate to, I feel like we all just have an inside joke that's 2020, right? Like anytime (laughs) in the future, anybody says that, we're all going to know what we, it's like we resonate. Like, "Mm, yes, ma'am, I get it. Well, and I was, I was talking to a friend of mine at the beach the other day and we were just talking about the year and I, I was like, I wonder, I'm going to be so curious to see if we turn 2020 into a verb. If we're going to be like, man, they 2020 that shiz. Like, if that's going to be like... Probably. Like, Probably. Did I share... Okay, I, I, I swear I've shared this on the podcast before, but I want to share it again just in case it's funny. And I think even if you've heard me say it before, it'll be a fun little chuckle. There was this... I think this was back in April or March. So like right when COVID hit, there was this TikTok like sound going around that was pretty like viral. And it was like the sound of like a teacher being like, all right, class. And that concludes the summary of the year 2019. Now flip your pages to 2021. And then there's a little kid that's like, wait, well, what about the year 2020? And she goes, listen here, you little like crap or you punk. Uh, (laughs) We don't talk about the year 2020. And I feel like (laughs) we all resonate with that so well. Yeah. That is accurate. Yeah. I, I relate. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we just wanted to come on here. This episode is kind of around the last week of 2020. So it it only felt fitting to really talk about this year, but more so talk about dealing with the unexpected. Because I could I could guarantee you every single person 
on January 1st, 2020, or even on like December 31st at around New Year's, we all went into 2020. We were like, oh, new decade. The roaring 20s are back. Like everybody on earth was just so excited. And it it felt like a new season of hope and, and just a turning of a new leaf. And then 2020 literally is now going to be a verb for how much of a joke it was, <laughs> just like Abby said. And so we wanted to just talk about that because whether it was your personal life, whether it was your business, there was a lot that everybody was forced to pivot. Everyone was forced to deal with the unexpected. And so we just kind of wanted to have a friend chat about that and like things that we took away from it, things that hopefully we can share that hopefully inspire you uh, just looking back on this year and then moving forward in 2021. Yeah, we just wanted to talk about what to do when SHIT hits the fan and you're forced to change and your your expectations or your plans get absolutely ruined. What do you do? Because I think everyone can relate to that. Yeah, I think to start off this conversation, Lindsay and I kind of like when we were discussing this, we felt that the first thing and like kind of the foundational thing that we wanted to have in this conversation was the fact that I think we need to change our mindset around the unexpected. Yeah. I think so often we can view like the plot twist moments, the, you know, the unexpected, the the unfortunate, like things don't go according to plan. And, you know, our dream situation isn't available or, you know, isn't happening or whatever. We tend to view that as the most negative thing that can happen. And granted, you know, there's there's a lot of situations where, of course, like, we're not just going to go around singing sunshine, rainbows, and and daisies. Like, of course, you know, unfortunate events happen and you can't always look at things with a positive outlook. But I think it's also important to just keep in mind that sometimes the, like the un- unexpected doesn't always have to be a negative thing. And yeah. some of the biggest companies and some of the biggest success stories in the world have come from unexpected moments or life events. Like, I I know I've read the book, The Click Moment, which is a super fascinating book, actually. What's it about? I haven't, I haven't read it. Just tell us what it's about. Let's make this a book review. <laughs> so essentially, <laughs> essentially, The Click Moment is, is basically boiling down the fact that as business owners, as human beings, but especially as business owners, so much of our success and just different things around like growth, success, opportunities, all of that are luck and chance. And, you know, in in so many ways, we can't necessarily always control or predict our outcome or our opportunities or anything like that. But it kind of breaks down like the story of a bunch of the biggest like companies in, in the world, how they got started, which almost all of them were just happenstance, like chance. Um, Just these click moments where everything fell into place and they happened to have this idea and there happened to be a need, like all that stuff. Now I want to read it. (laughs) It's really fascinating. And then the second half of the book is kind of like, the first half is almost discouraging though. Like I texted my brother who had read it before me and I was like, does this get happier? Because I feel like, like, I would say like it, it was just a, is like all up to chance and you can't do anything about yeah, it. Yeah. Yes. And it was I th- I literally texted him. This is wow, this is vulnerable. I did not plan to talk about this on the podcast. I texted him because I was like, as a business educator who is teaching other like entrepreneurs, especially like how to you be know successful. more like 
how to be successful, how like all these strategies, all of this, like, you know, these tools and these resources and all this stuff. And then this book was basically like, none of it matters. It's all chance. But I would text him. I was like, it just like, it like hit me kind of weird. But then it's like the first half of the book. And it was super fascinating for me to like go through. And then the second half is kind of, okay, so a lot of success is chance, but how can we make the most and position ourselves to be in that place, ready to take that leap, ready to take advantage of that chance opportunity and that, that it's quick like, moment. So you know, we have to have all of our like ducks in a row, ready to, yeah. ready to blast off when like the chance happens kind of thing. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, basically. So it's a fascinating book. It's not like the reason, the point behind this, but in that book, they kind of talk about like the Starbucks story and how like Starbucks got started. And I, I oh, don't please, remember. Please tell all me. I actually don't. I don't know this either. <laughs> Just tell me everything. <laughs> how did Starbucks get this started? This is like my podcast. Wait, when, <laughs> when did it get started? Yeah, I'm just going to interview about this book. <laughs> Okay. Well, I don't know like all of the details. I'm pretty sure Starbucks was founded in like 1971, but it was a a coffee roastery basically supplying like coffee beans and stuff for, if I remember correctly, for um, like restaurants and like, you know, hotels and just different things. Like they, they're in America. We didn't have like cafes or coffee shops. And and that's mind-blowing to us now because that's just, they're on every street corner. It's right. so common for us to like have a coffee shop or have a cafe. But in America, in like the 70s, 80s, that wasn't a thing. Like people would go hang out at like ice cream parlors or like the burger joint or, you know, whatever. It, it wasn't like a coffee shop. It wasn't a thing. But Starbucks was like a roastery. And then one, I, I can't remember who it was in the company. One of the board members, one of the like... It wasn't even like the CEO. Na- like, I don't think it was the CEO. It was just somebody in like some form of leadership in the Starbucks like company took a trip to a random conference in Italy, unrelated. Like they weren't necessarily trying to have this brilliant, like bright idea to start like coffee shops. He just went to a conference about something like coffee roasting or, or something in Italy. like not related to what he was eventually doing. And while he was there, he was like walking to the the conference or whatever and noticed like every street corner had a cafe with lines out the door and people saying hi to each other and getting their morning coffee. And he noticed it day after day after day. And he was like, why do we not have this in America? So he came back, talked to like the Starbucks, you know, people and it like basically brought it back to America. And obviously we all know what Starbucks is today, like exploded the company. So that's just an example that I wanted to say of like one of those situations where the unexpected, like going to Italy and getting this idea, like it wasn't a, a strategically planned thing. It was an unexpected opportunity that they took advantage of. And, you know, it just, it plopped out of the sky. It, yeah. It's one of those moments where you can't necessarily plan for that, but sometimes those plot twists of like deciding to go to the conference in Italy turned into this incredible opportunity. I'm just laughing at like, we took it back, that idea back to America and then we had a drive throughs because we had to Americanize it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyways, but I love that oh, because I think there's a lot to learn from it, you know, in, in the sense of you can plan all you want and plans are good and dreams and goals are good. We talk about that a lot and and know the value of of planning and knowing where you're going and having a roadmap to where you want to go, but at the same time you have to be ready to utilize the unexpected and really like see something, 
that sparks an idea and be ready to like act on that. Mm-hmm. I, I just, that's really inspiring to me in, in the sense of like, yeah. obviously that's very different than COVID. It's not like something tragic happened or worldwide, like a pandemic, but it's still, it's like viewing this year as an example of what do we do when the unexpected happens? Um, and yeah. I think kind of like Evie said, if we stop viewing unexpected plans or a change of plans as completely ruining our lives or ruining our businesses and instead viewing it as opening an opportunity that you didn't think about before. I think just shifting your mindset to begin with Mm -hmm. before you do anything else helps a lot because mindset often is everything in how you go about doing anything else. It's like your mindset about that matters. Yeah. Yeah, And I think just to kind of bring it home a little bit for us to just an example from our personal businesses, even this year, we had plans. A a couple of plans. This year we had, we set out this whole like intention and this strategy and goals and like month month to month, what we were going to be doing and launching and like, uh, so anyways, uh, take a moment of silence for that. Anyways, (laughs) we, we had a couple of plans and one of them involved, uh, a large amount of people. I'm just going to say that, which clearly that plan got 2020 and we basically sat there and looked at our plan and realized we we can't conform, move forward with this current plan. So this unexpected op, like uh, you know, life event happened, but we chose to instead utilize the unexpected and think, okay, we have a lot more time now instead of like working on this project, we can switch it to hurrying up our online shop, which we had planned to launch later. And so we put all of our energy, all of our attention towards that. And it, we were like, a lot of people are going to need stuff online. A lot of people are going to, you know, need resources to grow their business after, you know, this, this hit to their business and all sorts of things. So we intentionally tried to strategically think through how to utilize this unexpected season. And obviously we're so far from perfect, but I just wanted to give like a a personal example of this year and us instead of viewing kind of the plot twist as ruining our plans and just sitting, you know, waiting, which we'll get into sitting around and waiting for our plans to be able to move forward. We chose to instead kind of pivot and utilize the unexpected to launch something that would really serve people in this time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then, okay. Getting into that, I think there's three kinds of reactions that happen when a crisis situation hits or the unexpected hits, not even necessarily a crisis, just when an unexpected situation comes at you, like the entire year of 2020. Um, I think there's three kind of reactions that human beings take and it's either fight, flight, or freeze. So I kind of wanted to break that down a little bit or well, we wanted to break that down a little bit and talk about what that might've looked like in the year of 2020 and how moving forward we can like use that to our benefit, to, you know, moving forward, if any other things happen or any other unexpected um, life events get you, then you might have a better grasp on how to move forward when those things happen. So, Evie, do you want to talk about the first one? I got it. Okay, first one, the freeze effect. So, this is kind of like the ostrich effect, if you are familiar with it. Lindsay and I were chatting about this. It's essentially where something unexpected happens and ostriches like bury their heads in the sand because they don't want to face like the danger that's that's around them or like the, un, the unsavory surroundings around them. So this is the situation where you 
stop any momentum at all, whether forward or backward. You basically just try to pause, put a pause on everything going on. Um, you, you know, the person who tends to freeze buries their head in the sand. They ignore the situation or the truth. And by doing that, you're making yourself very vulnerable to attack and losing all sort of like muscle memory, any sort of growth. Like there's a lot of analogies I could pull from this one, but an example of this in COVID, and I want to say this too, with a lot of like love and sensitivity and also grace and, and permission, like everybody's situation is different. Everybody's, you know, mental health is different. Everybody's life. There's, there's so many different people in different scenarios. And and I don't in any way want to like say this. And if you feel that it's you, have you feel guilty or, or shamed or anything like that. Um, but I did want to give an example of something within the COVID scenario that could be considered a freeze reaction, which was when everything happened, everything got shut down and the world kind of stopped. You just froze out of fear and uncertainty. And, you know, this person, let's say Bob, took an unemployment check and just sat back watching Netflix all day, waiting for things to go back to normal. Yeah, kind of like, I would call that similar to like the ostrich that's sticking his head in the sand and just staying put and not necessarily moving backwards, not moving forwards, just being like, oh no, um, something's happening. I'm going to stay still. I'm not going to do anything. Um, Mm -hmm. And I just want to reiterate what Evie said in like, no way, shape or form should this be like, we're not trying to make anybody that maybe like watch Netflix. I watch Netflix freaking all a lot. um, Feel shame at all. Cause 2020, like again, nobody in my lifetime that I know of, has ever experienced anything like this, uh, like a yeah. national, not even a national, a worldwide pandemic. Um, and so it's like, you know, we don't know how the human, like like our personalities react to something like this because it's never happened before. Um, and so I just wanted to reiterate that, like no shame whatsoever. But uh, we did want to give a practical example just to just to bring it home a little bit more of like, what does freezing in an unexpected situation look like practically. It it, it looks like yeah. not moving forward, not pivoting, not going with the flow. It looks like just freezing out of, out of fear and uncertainty, like Evie said. And it's like, how can we use that? And, and like, how can we use, if we did that for COVID, especially maybe in those beginning months, how can we look back at that and be like, okay, moving forward, how can I learn from that? Or how can I um, do better. I and mean, if the next COVID hit, God bless, I hope that does not happen. <laughs> like if something else we do not in our lifetime. <laughs> if, but even on a smaller scale, maybe it's not an intentional or like a worldwide pandemic, right? Maybe it's something, scale it back that maybe you had a plan in your business and it fell through. Maybe instead of just mm-hmm. sitting there and, and being sad about it or or just being like, oh no, oh no, I'm I'm afraid to move. I can't do anything now. That's, that's kind of what we wanted to share is like, that's freezing. That's kind Mm -hmm. of feeling stuck. Like your ostrich with the head in the sand. It's like, okay, how can I move forward? Just thinking about the longevity of what you're doing. Um, and really like the legacy of your life and where you're, where the ship is headed, like where you're trying to direct your life. Um, cause if you just like put the anchor down, I don't, I'm following the ship analogy. If you just put the anchor down in the middle of the ocean, okay, great, you're freezing, but you're not moving anywhere. So you're you're paused. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you you obviously want to unpause that at a certain point in time and have a direction of where you're going. So I think that's a really good yeah. freeze analogy. 
We wanted to interrupt this episode real fast to chat about counseling. Now, counseling is so often stigmatized in a negative way, and it absolutely should not be. Because Evie and I so firmly support counseling in all stages of life, we were so excited when BetterHelp, an online counseling company, reached out to us to be a sponsor on the show. We were able to try it ourselves for a bit, and our experiences were incredible. I was even able to go on and fill out a full list of information about myself, my desires in a counselor, including religious beliefs, and more. I was matched with an amazing counselor who shares my worldview, and I absolutely loved the ability to put preferences like that down on the questionnaire. Something else we genuinely loved about BetterHelp is that they offer four ways to get licensed counseling. Video sessions, phone calls, live chat, and messaging. It's honestly incredible. If you've been contemplating counseling but are feeling lost on where to start, we definitely recommend BetterHelp. We both had great experiences with them and have so many friends also loving their services. So we have an affiliate link for you today for 10% off your first month. Just go to www.betterhelp.com forward slash heart and hustle. Hey, hey, if you are new here and haven't heard about our online resource shop, ooh, listen up. The Heart Shop is a digital resource and template shop for creative entrepreneurs and photographers. There are so many goodies for creative entrepreneurs in the shop, like website templates, PDF guide templates, illustrations to enhance your brand, and lots more. But one thing in particular we made sure to add was contract templates. Y'all, the horror stories we have heard in our years of business is unmatched and a little terrifying. (laughs) Clients refusing to pay after you've delivered a service, clients demanding their retainer back after canceling on you last minute. The list goes on. Business shouldn't feel like you're walking on eggshells though. And yet that's how most of us feel when we first start our business. We're petrified to make a wrong move or have an unhappy client. Okay. But here's the truth. One of the first foundational steps of owning your own business should be protecting yourself legally with contracts. Yes, yes, even for friends and family. Contracts allowed us to walk in confidence as we grew our photography businesses. But also hiring a lawyer to create custom contracts for you is a pain in the butt and the wallet. And grabbing whatever free or cheap template online is often not enough protection. Yes. So we wanted to make this as easy and seamless for you as possible and give you the resources to make sure you have your butt protected. We have partnered with our favorite lawyer and attorney, Paige, from the legal page. She has not only created powerful contract templates, but her team is so present and ready to help figure out which ones you need for your business. You can stack our contracts in our shop like the wedding photography contract, destination intimate wedding contract, cancellation and rescheduling bundle, second shooter and associate contracts, and honestly, so much more. Just head to theheartcontracts.com for 10% off. That's theheartcontracts.com. Yeah, and I think I just want to like tag on as we wrap up the freeze response. I I think there are times when pausing and assessing are good things. I think especially like at the beginning of COVID, we had no idea what was happening. We had no idea how long we'd be shut down. I think there are times 100% to just pause and assess, to put that anchor down, to make sure you're not just like being tossed around by the wind and you're trying to figure out what's going on and what are my next steps. That's a good response. Okay, like assess. I didn't mean put the anchor down at all. Oh, no, no, I was, oh yeah, no, I was, I was like, loving that analogy. I was rolling with it. Um, I, yeah, I just wanted to make sure that was also clear. Like to pause is not a bad thing. To assess is not a bad thing. To rest is not a bad thing. Right. But I think it's, it's the ongoing just the the hiding from the reality, like burying the head in the sand is different than pausing to assess or, you know, waiting to see w- what is going to happen in the next few weeks or few months or, or whatever. For I think sure. there's definitely a difference between 
taking care of yourself, you know, assessing the situation and burying your head in the sand. So that's the freeze response. Lindsay, do you want to dive into the flight response? Yeah. So flight obviously looks like just completely escaping the situation. Um, And that's, that might be a little hard of an analogy in COVID because we couldn't really escape it. Like it's here. You can't be like, nope, (laughs) goodbye. I'm leaving because it's all over the world. Um, (laughs) But there is an analogy where it's the flight response could be you going back to maybe what has felt safe in the past. So maybe you are an entrepreneur and And this year was so unexpected and you were like, nope, I just want to go back to my waitress job or my nine to five because it was safe and it was secure. Although honestly, like nothing was secure this year. So lols about that. Um, (laughs) Felt like everybody got just like the wind thrown out of them. But the flight response is kind of just that that running away mentality to go back to what is safer. Um, And so that's, that's, you could look at that as maybe quitting um, or instead of pausing to reflect and then like pivoting and figuring out what you would want to do, it's just up and being like, nope, I'm not doing this anymore. And that is kind of a hard analogy when you present that with COVID because some people were literally forced to quit their job or not quit their jobs, but like they got for for load or they got literally let go. And so I don't want to also say this analogy and be like, well, you quit. No, obviously 2020, like we can't, that's the whole entire point of this episode is like, you have to deal with the unexpected and how are you mm-hmm. going to do that? It's And it's sometimes you don't have a choice in, in what happens to you, but you do have a choice in what you can do about it or what you can do in your attitude or your actions moving forward. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and I think the, uh, tagging onto that, uh, so often, or or I guess many times, quitting something or taking a step back does not equate to a flight mode. I think there are a lot of times when that's actually smart and beneficial or necessary. You know, with COVID, a lot of people did need to go find secondary income, but that's a great example. I talked to a lot of entrepreneurs who, uh, you know, were like, what do I do? My, you know, my bookings are down. I don't know what to do. And I would be like, go, you know, deliver for DoorDash, go do Instacart grocery shopping, you know, drive for Uber. Like there's a a lot of things where I think that's smart and beneficial and necessary in those scenarios. But I think there's absolutely a difference between running and taking a strategic move. There's a Mm -hmm. difference between flight and there's a difference between, I guess that kind of goes into the fight mode, but there's a difference between taking a couple steps back and knowing why you're taking a couple steps back. Again, kind of like assessing, like this isn't working out. I need to pull back a little bit and, or like I have to pull back a little bit. I don't have an option and just running away from the situation out of like fear, uncertainty, or, you know, yeah, like like, anything related to that. I feel like freeze and flight almost are very similar in the sense that if you're doing it from a place of fear, you're usually just, you're backing away from the situation because you don't want to deal with it. So whether it's freezing and not moving because you don't want to deal with it or just completely ignoring it and running away, that's out of fear. And so that's where I think we need to focus on not like not having that mindset. Um, Because I think the third one, which is fight, which Evie can, you can get into in a second, but almost there are some elements, I think of freeze and of, flight that could like you you might be fighting by doing those things because you're doing them strategically because you're actually facing the issue or the unexpected news head on yeah well I think it's also important to realize even in the the fight mode I think if you're approaching any life decision from a place of fear it's most likely not the healthiest decision you could be making and so it doesn't matter what mode you you know you're acting on fight 
freeze or flight, like any of them, I think if it's coming from a place of fear, it's very possibly not the healthiest decision. So even in the fight mode, but I will say when it comes to the unexpected, this response, I think fight tends to be the best response. And that's just to rise up to the challenge to get creative and and work with what you've been given to pivot your business if you need to, to take advantage of the situation instead of letting it take advantage of you, you know, being smart and financially wise and, and doing what's best for the longevity of your success or instead of what feels good in the moment, you know, that type of thing. And just kind of like thinking through, how can I use this situation to accelerate my growth instead of like stop it? Mm. That's so good. Well, and I think that the fight mode can come after, like if something is unexpected, especially if it's like unexpected and heartbreaking, give yourself that moment to mourn or to like have this, yeah, process it. And so whether that that might look like freezing or it might look like probably more freezing, it might look like, oh, oh no, what do I do? Like you have to almost have that moment of reflection and then rise up Mm -hmm. into the fight mode of like, okay, I'm going to take this and I'm going to like use it to my advantage. How am I going to creatively, (laughs) said that weird, creatively (laughs) tackle this unexpected news and use it in my favor? So like, like COVID, we have a really good example from one of our students, um, Teresa Williams. Shout out to Teresa. She's actually been on the show before on the Students Spill the Tea episode. I can't remember what episode that is. If you want to look at that while I talk. Um, But she's amazing. She is a wedding photographer in Chicago. And... Something that she did this year, um, I was on a coaching call with her and she basically, I think she started this around May. So she understood that, okay, COVID is causing my wedding photography to take a, a pretty good pause this year. So what ways can I get creative to combat that and work with COVID instead of just being like, oh no, I'm not booking any weddings. I'm going to sit on my couch and eat ice cream. Like she actually got really creative. And I remember she was talking to me and she was like, I want to get creative in this season and start a clay earring Etsy store, um, which is a great, like it's something creative. It was a creative outlet, but also like could make her side money, especially like you don't have to be in contact with people to do that. You can completely make it yourself, sell them online and ship them out. Like that was a really good just side hustle that she could kind of dive into when her bookings for weddings were down. Um, and But then something else that she did was take that time that she wasn't super busy booking weddings and she created an online course for, photog- or for wedding photographers. Um, so like that's two different examples of how she kind of used this year to pivot in her business. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and now like photography is coming like pretty back up because it's just like, you know, the winter or late fall winter season was is like a busy season for photographers. But in that season, she did a really good job of pivoting her business so that like her business still stayed afloat while like, whereas if she would have just sat there and not done anything, and maybe her bookings would have been down and then she would have been like, oh, well, crap, how do I pay my bills or something like that? So I thought she was a really good example of someone who kind of creatively why do I keep saying that word so weird? Creatively pivoted in this season of the unexpected. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we love Teresa. If you're listening, Teresa, we love you. Uh, episode 65 is the episode where the students fill a tea and you can kind of hear a little bit more about Teresa and her story and all that good stuff. So kind of wrapping up this episode, we wanted to talk about 
what we can kind of learn from 2020 and then moving forward into 2021, what do we think we can do? So what we can learn from 2020, there are a lot of things, but I think the general overview is just that the unexpected happens and we have to learn to roll with it, whether it's on a small scale or a global scale, or, you know, it's, it's devastating to our personal lives, or we're just locked inside our house and are bored, frustrated and annoyed or, you know, whatever it is. I think it just happens and we have to learn not only to roll with it, but I think one of the best things we can do, especially as entrepreneurs, is to take advantage of it, to utilize it and turn it to our advantage, you know, to make the most of the situation. And as an entrepreneur, pivoting is one of the best things that you can do. And I think just kind of reiterating what we said towards the beginning, when it comes to the unexpected, we really need to stop viewing it as ruining our plans, which is stems from more of a victim mentality and instead view it as creating new opportunities. Because I promise when you're looking for those new opportunities and those moments of frustration or ruined plans, you will find them. But when you're focused on the plans that were ruined, you're, your attention and focus is elsewhere and you're not going to see those new opportunities passing you by. Mm, wow, that was just a mic drop moment right there. Um, that was good. <laughs> well, then I love that. And that kind of leads us into like, how can we utilize this year of 2020, the unexpected, moving into 2021? And I think it's kind of taking on that attitude of a fighter, of looking at something that's unexpected and thinking strategically and using that to our advantage. So some things that I could think of, like especially from a business perspective, is to think strategically. So what has happened in 2020? What cultural or social things have happened that now are almost changed how the world works a little bit? And how does that relate then to your business specifically? Like it's it's looking, again, strategically at it. So for example, because of 2020, a lot more things have gone online. And that, while it might go back to normal, when COVID is like secured, <laughs> secured, uh, it might not. Like things might naturally gravitate toward being a little bit more online now. Like that's just the culture that 2020 has forced us kind of into. Um, even with technology, like it's all kind of a little bit more gone online. So think about how that could apply to your business. Maybe if your business success rested on entirely being in person, 2020 might've been a little bit of a wake-up call. And I'm not, that's not saying that like in-person businesses are bad. Obviously like restaurants, they have to exist, right? Um, like that's a very in-person thing. But maybe 2020 taught you if you own a restaurant or like even a burger stand or a, a shopping cart, not a shopping cart, what am I trying to say? A food truck. <laughs> food truck if you is own a shopping cart. <laughs> <laughs> if you that's own a gold. food truck. Like if you owned a restaurant or food service in any capacity, maybe 2020 taught you, okay, I need to figure out a way to restructure my online website to accept online orders and do takeout that way. Like in the future, even if COVID goes away, that could still be an asset to your business because you're serving people in person and you're also serving them online. Sometimes people might prefer just to not have any human contact. You know, that's a lot of people. Um, maybe you're a hairstylist and 2020 like, really screwed you up because people couldn't get in your chair as much. And maybe they could now, but again, like it, it just, it threw you for a loop. How could you take that strategically moving forward and maybe offer something else digitally in your business? Maybe that's doing like opening up a YouTube channel and teaching how to hair styles on, I can't talk. Wow. Hair tutorials on like fishtail braids, right? Or how to do a 
a curl or a blowout or whatever they do. Um, and you could try to monetize your YouTube that way. Or maybe you could sell tutorials or sell, uh, what, what am I trying to say? Like you could do like zoom calls and monetize like how to tutorials that way, or like have like a slumber party, YouTube, not YouTube, like zoom. I don't know. I'm just giving a business idea to a hairstylist out there. <laughs> Roll with me. Um, what am I trying to say? Like an online, like you have people pay for an online, like one-on-one session training. on like training. Yes. Training on how to do a certain tutorial, or you could do an online yeah. course on how to make hair, whatever you could do, whatever. The point I'm trying to make is what things could you strategically <laughs> use in your own business, in your own industry to move forward in a world that has now been culturally and socially changed because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, that's yeah. just like, I think that's what we can take away moving forward into 2021. How does this apply to our own businesses individually? Even like wedding photographers or anybody in the wedding industry, a lot of weddings got canceled in 2020. That means a lot of weddings are probably going to be picking up in 2021. How could we position ourselves or market ourselves to accommodate that? Maybe that means we're going to be booked a little bit more than we normally were. So maybe we could outsource and hire a VA to accommodate all the, like how busy we're going to be. Maybe we could uh, focus on really getting our systems down and getting HoneyBook client relationship management software to really streamline and automate as much as we can to accommodate how much busier we're going to be potentially. So just like thinking about things like that culturally and socially, how that's going to affect your business and really try to be proactively on top of it. Yeah. I think the, the one other thing to just keep in mind outside of industry specific, like examples like Lindsay just gave is that People after 2020, even right now in the midst of everything, people are hungry for everything that they've missed out on this year. Family, relationships, travel, events, activity, you know, whatever industry you're in, you can think through those different like cultural shifts or desires or whatever and think, how can I get creative and show up offering a product or a service that serves people and meets an obvious need. And I think that's kind of the bottom line of this entire episode is that one, we need to switch our mindset around the unexpected, stop viewing it as, you know, the big bad wolf that's coming to destroy us and view it as an, you know, an opportunity that we wouldn't have had otherwise. And then, you know, recognize what fight, like what mode do we want to engage in the minute the unexpected happens and then strategically think through how can I take advantage of the unexpected and utilize it and harness it for my benefit? Mm, that's so good. Also, I'm just, <laughs> I'm personally just hoping that Taylor Swift goes on tour in 2021 and then she just combines lover and folklore together. That would be real rad. I don't know. I just <laughs> felt like it in person. That's pers- so irrelevant. It's such an irrelevant <laughs> fact, but I just really felt called to share it here and now. It's a delight. <laughs> oh, oh anyways. Well, <laughs> hope you guys love that episode. Um, just a good, a good chat, hopefully just to reset your mind heading into 2021 this upcoming week and just refreshed, be refreshed. I hope we refreshed you. Just hope this was a nice tall glass of water of review <laughs> of 2020. I don't know what, I, okay. We're going downhill fast. Follow us on the gram. come come join the Facebook group. All the links are in the show notes. We love you guys. Keep on being amazing. Hope 2020 was a good reset and let's go into 2021 with just passion and zest and fire doing what we love and just accomplishing and stewarding what God gives us. Amen and good night. (laughs) Amen. We'll see you guys on the next episode.